Imagine living near a national forest in whichever country that you live in. You live in a forest that is uh, considered to be, uh, you know, conservatory land or government land in order to maintain the fact that you know in order to maintain the wildlife there my apologies and what ends up happening is you have a family right you have a couple kids you have a wife or a husband and you take your family for a walk right very simply you take them for a walk you take them for a walk and all of a sudden one of your children disappears now i very respectfully, I'm not trying to imply this about any of your children, literally, but I'm saying this as an example. You, just like any parent makes a mistake in life, you accidentally lose track of your child. Your child ends up coming back after a couple of hours of you being worried to death, and rightfully so. But then, your child comes back looking a little bit off. Their skin is a little bit white, a little bit pale. They seem like they've kind of been scared or startled or something of the sort. And you're going to understand why I'm bringing this, sample, uh, this example up uh, by the end of this episode. It's all going to come full circle. Now, before I do that, I just want to mention very quickly that uh, we do have a Patreon and all that. And I want to thank all of you who have signed up. A lot of the episodes and topics that we discuss publicly that don't really make a lot of sense are partly the reason why I I can't discuss the full spectrum of it all on the on the public end, which is why we do this. So we can talk about a lot of things that normally uh, we can't do publicly. With that being said, though, let's get right into it. So this episode today is called The Checkpoint, the beams that transcend vernal equinoxes for cosmic limbo. Now, I, I know that might sound a little bit complicated, but you're going to see uh, how this comes full circle and why it's been called that. Now, first off, we first need to understand what vernal equinoxes are. So first off, uh, according to Britannica.com, vernal equinoxes are two moments in the year when the sun is exactly above the equator and day and night are of equal length. Also, either of the two points in the sky were the ecliptic, the sun's uh, the sun's annual pathway, and the celestial equator intersect. Now, you don't need to fully understand that, but you just need to have a basic understanding as to why this would be the case. And I'm sure I put some pictures up for you to understand as well. The reason why this is necessary is that because it activates certain beams on Earth. Now, you might say, Dave, what are beams? What do they stand for? Well, if you do a basic search, you're going to find two definitions. If you even really dig. To be honest with you guys, even then, it'll be very difficult to find the true definition. But you're going to find two things, either British Earth and Aerial Mystery Society, which is a group that is committed to uh, researching UFOs. But what you're also going to find is something called beam robotics, which is the PSYOP aspect that is trying to push you away and deter you from what beam really means. Now, beam robotics basically means a, a simple circuit uh, in the electromagnetic spectrum within the R&D uh, sector, basically meaning that something runs off of a simple circuit instead of a more complex one. But that's not even the real definition. The definition is biometric esoteric aberrational mutilations. And the reason for this is because a lot of these children that go missing, that then end up coming back, they're not raped, they're not, you know, nothing like this. What happens is something is extracted from them, but it is not the extractions that I've spoken about it very recently in past episodes. So before you turn away, just bear with me on this. Now, the best example I could give of what a kid looks like when they return from some of these national parks that allegedly also, by the way, have, you know, same geometrical, uh, geographical, data conspiring with that of the alleged dumb locations is similar to that of the probably probably the movie us with lupita nyongo you remember in the very beginning how the younger version of herself returns a little bit different so kind of think of that it's nothing super you know crazy like oh my gosh something is totally wrong with my kid but you just feel something is off 
You know what I mean? And the reason for this is because of certain things you'll see very shortly. Now, if we take a look at StarNationNews.com, what we're going to find here is that if we look at two of the major secret space programs, Solar Warden and Dark Fleet, those are both the names of the secret space programs that are allegedly occurring that we know of. That's not to mention the, you know, the other Dark Project secret space programs as well. But let's take a look at some of the main points here. So, from a former secret space program soldier, the Dark Fleet is called the Nachtwaffen, associated with the Vril Society, which was associated with anti-gravity slash electrogravitic propulsion engineer Maria Orsic. By the way, before I go on, Maria Orsic's descendants of her family also sit on the board of EGNG from a leaked document, which, by the way, look up EGNG on anywhere, Google, DuckDuckGo, whatever, the dark web, you name it, you're not going to find anything on it. Good luck, by the way. SS Nazi allied with the Orion Dracos to develop technologies using Vril psionic energy as a power source, end quote. Now, the reason why I bring this up is because this has to do with the Nazis not exactly, I guess we could say that the Nazi movement not really dying. And I know a lot of people don't like to hear that, but ultimately this is the case. Now, this is the Dark Fleet. Now, if we take a look at what Vril psionic energy is, I want to reference a few different articles here. First one from BorderlandSciences.org, the second one from BurkinaPath.com, and the third one is literally from Wikipedia. So if we look very quickly, according to the first um, BorderlandScience.org, the energy of the coming race, I should call it electricity, except that it comprehends in its manifold branches other forces of nature to which in our scientific nomenclature differing names are assigned, such as magnetism, galvanism, etc., etc., end quote. Long story short, Vril is basically orgon, chi, prana, ether, you name it, but it can be deterred into a particular liquid, if you will, if you want to call it that, that then activates certain parts of the ether within the fabric of our society. Now, before I go on, I say certain parts of the ether because I want to make something very clear here. And those on the members only uh, Patreon will, will know this as you see in today, uh, today's episode later on. I want you guys to think about for a second, the CIA Stargate process document. Okay. Think about, and it's been, you know, declassified officially and all that. The Stargate process essentially describes the fact that our consciousness projects the reality that we live in. Now, this subscribes to that of the matrix or the simulation theory, you name it. However, one thing I want to note is that if we take a look at some of the technology that comes from the synthetic uh, hybridization programs, which we'll get to in a second, as well as the material that is composed of a lot of these UFO craft, think about it like this. And I hope I explain this good enough. I've kind of recited this over in my head. If you can manufacture something at such a molecular level, at such a small level, so freaking small that even today's science, at least on the public level, doesn't even know how small it could get in terms of the isotopes and all that. But you could then change what we see as humans with our eyes. Why? Because if we follow the theoretically based CIA Stargate process, our consciousness is therefore projecting what we see because at such a vibrational molecular level, the composition that makes up the fabric of this dimension is projecting back onto us through our eyes, the perception of what our consciousness perceives. Does that make sense? And so if you can alter something at such a small enough level with the right type of real liquid or ether, you can then in theory change what is real and physical within this dimension and what is or is not. It's kind of like thinking of, you know, multiple dimensions being, I said this on the, um, the OBDM show that I was on recently. Think of each dimension is like a bed. And if you take a bowling ball onto a bed and you roll that ball, the fabric or the cloth 
or your bed sheets will then bend wherever the ball goes. Think about it like that. But that is also, ironically or unironically, the same type of methodology and apparatus used for the energy that encompasses a lot of these UFO craft. Now, you might be saying, Dave, why do you bring all of this up? I bring this up because when we look at some of the mutilations that occurred uh, with the children that go missing within these national forests, whether it's spiritual or what have you and you name it, they come back with some type of altered metagene DNA within them. Now, here's the interesting thing as well. When it comes to metagenes, in theory, it's considered pseudoscientific. And on the psychological warfare level, it's been put into Hollywood as something that you only see within Avengers or X-Men, what have you. A metagene is, a, is an ability that a human has to manipulate or they will tell you get superpowers. The, the mainstream media will say, oh, don't listen to that. Metagenes is just so you get superpowers. No, the metagene is when you activate a certain part of the mind in theory, the pineal gland, but it has been debated, so I don't want to say that for sure if I don't know for sure, and it allows you to actually harness the energy around you through the energy that is within you to alternate the fabric of this reality, therefore alternating and manipulating what we see and therefore what we can actually extract, touch, feel, you name it. Now, you know what? You might be saying, Dave, this is insane. What are you talking about? Well, when we look at the fact that in theory, every time a young child generally speaking, and these studies go unrecorded, by the way, these children have a traumatic physical experience, not a mental one. I'm not talking about abuse or whatever. I'm talking about the kids that go into these forests. They come back with some type of ability to see, hear, smell, sense things that they never have before, as well as the ability to increase the electromagnetic spectrum around them, whether we know it or or whether we realize it or not. But here's the thing, though. When your kid comes back, and I don't mean you literally, guys, but when your kid comes back from that forest and they're traumatized and what have you and you could just feel something is off, who do you take them to? What do you do? Call the police? How are they going to report on something that in theory doesn't exist? You know, you guys see what I'm saying? How are you going to do that, right? Now, here's the next thing I want to jump over to because a lot of these secret ships from the Dark Fleet, which still inhabit the descendants of Nazis and what have you, that's not even the point, but we have to call it like it is. A lot of them tend to come back to Earth in a non-aggressive matter, right? Now, where are some of the places that they come back to? Well, some of the beams in a lot of cases that they have to head to, which is where a lot of the children are electromagnetically mutilated through the stasis of the all, not physically, but in other ways using the ether energy. We look at some of the bases here according to ufosightingsdaily.com and i'm just going to be putting up i believe four or five images of where some of these craft head to and you'll see very shortly why and how this is the case these are just some of the entrances to these uh, under deep underground military bases now the next thing i want to talk about as well is that when we take a look at the fact that the dark fleet secret space program is still around and it is using children and mutilation and all that for the for the ability to harness ether and what have you what we're going to find is there is equally just as much a contrarian program that is the solar warden fleet the solar warden fleet if we take a look here very quickly according to disclosure.fandom.com is a secret space program run by the u.s space force it is responsible for monitoring all incoming and outgoing traffic in the solar system it patrols and defends our solar system and it will also travel to other star systems for offensive offensive missions around the late 90s solar warden changed its name to the radiant guardian before an extraterrestrial craft can enter our solar system it receives protocols transmitted from one of several beacons outside of our solar system they're instructed to stop within a certain quadrant before sending an identification friend or foe they then receive a flight path from an air traffic controller end quote now i know how ridiculous that sounds 
pounds. But those flight paths, doesn't that sound like Project Dart? That we direct access routing transportation from, I think it was like two months ago, when Phil Schneider had said in one of his final speeches, there are certain, I guess we could say, metaphorical, quote unquote, cosmic highways that allow for certain ships to travel and what have you, right? When we take a look at that. Now, on top of all this, what we're also going to find as well is a lot of people will say, Dave, you know, how come this could be the case and all well, the beams as mentioned here for when they come in the beams or beacons, if you will, from outside of the our, our particular galaxy, shoot in beacons that then go to these beam locations which are coincidentally in the national forest where children are also getting abducted and on top of all that also near the alleged deep underground military base locations so clearly we're seeing a connection here now the next thing i also want to mention as well too is that if we take a look here at some of the secret space program of Solar Warden, what we're going to find as well is that it is a very decentralized operation. It is literally operating within the Department of Defense, the NSA, the CIA, but only a handful of people that know about it. And if you join the members only episode, uh, um, if you join uh, Patreon, what you're going to find there is that we're going to be looking at some of the di leaked diagrams of some of the craft and the way they work, which lines up consistently with a lot of the photos that we're looking at as well. But here's one of the things I also want to look at, too. If we take a look at this right here. Solar Warden is codenamed, this is michaelrourke.blog, Solar Warden is codenamed for a secret space fleet in SSP that has been in operation since the 1980s. Awareness of the fleet was largely contributed by Gary McKinnon, right, when he hacked into the non-terrestrial officers within the NASA database, unquote. Now, the reason why I bring this up is because we, if we take a look here at this right here very quickly, let me pull this up right over here pnas.org metagenes and molecular pattern discovery using matrix matrix factorization this is by jean-philippe brunet pablo tamayo todd r Gollop, and jill p messeroff now i am not this is within cambridge massachusetts all of them all of them, and I'm not trying to defame any of them, all of them have allegedly gone missing after writing this paper and submitting this paper. Why? Because it discusses how metagenes could be activated in a child, only in a child, when a traumatic event occurs. Do you think this is a coincidence? And how do they do this on the psychological warfare level? They throw it right into Hollywood. Right when this occurred, right away, put it in an X-Men movie. I'm not even joking. They just throw it right in. That's exactly how it works. But not only is this the only piece of evidence we have to corroborate and substantiate all of this but on top of all that if we take a look here at mymindspower.com what we're going to find is that and i quote a metahuman is a normal human being born with a genetic variant called the metagene which causes them to gain powers and abilities during freak accidents or times of intense psychological distress the metagene is a biological variant lying dormant in select members of the human race until an instance of extraordinary physical and emotional overstress activates it all right and we can see here, if we keep going, it talks about human enhancement. It talks about human intelligence, right? End quote, by the way. Do you know how many years ago this was put up? Over five years ago. What are the odds coincidentally? We see people that are sitting on the boards of Battelle Corporation, EG&G, you know, uh, Raytheon, Lockheed Martin, all of these. All of these tops, which also connects, by the way, to the Admiral Wilson leak too. We, we are seeing a constant cosmic form of these beams that are harnessing the vernal equinox in order for 
cosmic limbo to occur. Now, the last thing I want to say is you might say, Dave, what is cosmic limbo? Well, a lot of these children have recalled repeating these events over and over. After they come back from being found in these forests, the odd ones that do, not all of them, the odd ones recall feeling something as if it was described as deja vu, but they're so young that most of them don't even know the actual, like, you know, the English term deja vu. What this does is it reinforces the, the um, I guess we could say the... I don't want to use the the word entrapment, but it enforces the prison that has been placed around our galaxy that we have yet to be able to remove. Because here's the thing, the prison acts or the energetic fields around us that, you know, give permission for certain UFOs to come in or not that shoot out the beacons that we just discussed. They allow for certain ships and certain planets within our solar system to be protected. But here's the other thing as well too though. The downside to this is that this energetic field is built on top of an ancient field that in a lot of ways creates what we could argue to be and define as limbo, meaning our souls are reborn and put into another human body after we pass away physically if our soul is not ascended enough. And I know I've mentioned this a lot lately in interviews, live streams, you name it, but I think it is very important to understand that when people look at the Akashic record for example, this is an example of how certain souls have been recycled. Many souls, I would dare to argue most of human being souls have been recycled because we are not in touch with our metagene within the pineal gland or within other areas of the body as well, energetically and electromagnetically and what have you, that allow us to ascend that. Now, the odd person here and there, after they pass away, may be able to ascend spiritually to break free from this entrapment. But I would dare to argue that it's kind of like what they did here was they took a wall that even wasn't really a wall, it was more like a trap and they built a defensive wall on top of that trap energetically but it's like kind of you know it's like like anything in life you built you have something surrounding you to keep you in but then over time you realize that you know you don't even i don't know if you realize that you can't take that down the energy or something like this and what ends up happening is you say screw it we're just going to leave it we're just going to build a defensive wall on top of it that's in an energetic form that's exactly what happened and it harnesses the vernal equinoxes and i say limbo because it is a repetition of the souls being recycled now the last thing i want to take a look at here is from stargate to the cosmos.org benjamin fulfro writes Sorry, just taking a sip of water there. Benjamin Frofel writes, human trafficking is the largest industry in the world. Penny was a, a, one of the uh, whistleblowers from the secret space program, was the navigator of a freighter that shipped human cargo all over the place. She was woken up by an NSA agent. She doesn't know why he did it. He told her code word over and over until she woke up and had to deal with memory seals with booby traps. Suicidal program, kill yourself and harm the holder, then kill someone else, end quote. Why do I bring this up? This is exactly what happens to every former secret space program member. Kind of like with Reagan and those at the very top within the shadow government, George Bush Sr., George H.W. Bush, excuse me, those type of people, the ones that in, within politics that choose to be let in on these special access programs are then given something later on in life without them knowing, but they're told many years before, like I said in an episode from three or four days ago, ma'am or sir, whoever, if you want to be involved in this, listen, your memory is going to go, it's going to look very natural, but your memory will go. That's the special treatment of those in the shadow government. Those that are the foot soldiers so to speak go through what we just described right here they end up looking like crazy people in the public and then nothing no one ever thinks anything of it they either end up committing them uh, committing suicide or they end up doing some mass shooting or something like this which is terrible but it's true 
and then they look like a crazy person, then no one believes a single thing they say. It's a perfect example of harnessing all of this energy. Now, I hope I didn't jump all over the place too much. I hope that I really described this as well as I could. And uh, I would like to thank you guys so much for watching. And for those members, you're going to see how all of this is just a massive continuation into the next episode with tons of footage to justify all of it. So thank you so much, and we'll catch you guys later. Cheers.